You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast, episode 607. On Flopcast.net. Yes, yes. Hello, Cornflake. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm okay. This show, I believe this show is coming out Christmas Eve. How festive of us. It's so terribly festive. The, the best part is that means no one's going to be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this. That's a shame because I feel like I have a very <laughs> important question to ask. Oh, okay. So we're, we're kind of sliding right into the big holiday week here and everyone's attentions are elsewhere, I'm guessing. So uh, just between you and me, what's your question? How many candy canes is too many candy canes? Oh, uh, let me see. I have one. So unless the answer is one, I do not have too many. I have one. I have it right here. Here it is. I've got just oh. just within, within arm's reach. I have one small candy cane, which I picked up at a New Year's Day race event uh, two years ago. I <laughs> two years. Okay. Yeah, I haven't cracked it open yet. All right. So if one candy cane is enough candy canes, I might have a problem. <laughs> What's going on over there? What kind of nightmarish candy cane scenario do you find yourself in? I'm a bit hooked at this point. Oh. <laughs> Most years I don't care about candy canes, but this year it's all I want. Interesting. And I may I may have had too many candy canes. I may have a problem, Kevin. See, most people are just trying to get rid of them. They pile up. Send them all to me, I guess. Okay. Well, I do have this one. <laughs> it's two years old. I knew you'd be able to help me out with my fix. Yeah, well, I guess I don't have your problem because uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten around to this one yet. But at least I'm minty fresh all the time. <laughs> well, uh, we we do have sort of a holiday themed show, I suppose, but a short show. We're just gonna have a nice relaxing holiday week, end of the year sort of show right now. So let's get started with National Whatever Day. National Whatever Day. It's the last. National Whatever Day of 2023. Uh, it takes us right up to the very end of the year with a 65th birthday on December 31st. She's a star now on HBO Max's Julia, about Julia Child, and she was a star back then when she played Dr. Lilith Stern and Crane on Cheers in the 80s, as well as spinoffs Frasier and Wings in the 90s. I'm talking about B.B. Newworth. Okay, I am not familiar with the Julia Child show. I do know her from Cheers, though, sure. And presumably also Frasier and Wings, because we've talked about that particular universe. All the shows are in the same... That's right. Wings is part of that same Cheers universe, isn't it? It is. So a handful of characters would drop by the airport and visit the guys from Wings. So she's the partner to Frasier Crane. Right. And interestingly enough, in addition to... Kelsey Grammer. Uh, of course, there's Niles Crane, right? David Hyde Pierce. Sure. He's also in the new Julia Child show. Oh, wow. 
David Hyde Pierce, who, who I think a lot of people know as Niles Crane, played Paul Child, who's Julia Child's husband. And since Paul Child also has a twin, David Hyde Pierce plays Charles, who is Paul's twin brother. Well, I had no idea any of this was going on. And Julia Child, as it turns out, is a fairly quirky and fun individual. So I, I really want to see this. And Julia Child was a, a Boston area lady also. Uh, so so this means B.B. Newworth keeps playing characters in the Boston area. Ah, but B.B. Newworth doesn't play Julia. Oh, oh, see, all this time I assumed she was Julia Child. Okay. <laughs> no, she plays Avis Devoto, who was Julia's friend who volunteered to help her with the show. And I think also was the, the actual writer of the cookbooks. All right, I'm out then. Okay. If BB is not playing Julia. I just don't care anymore. You don't want to see it. She, as I recall, <laughs> BB Newworth uh, has done a lot of Broadway as well, right? She's a theatrical, musical kind of lady. Yeah, and she still does. All right. So happy birthday, BB. <laughs> There's a name. Uh, we have a little uh, annual flopcast tradition for the holidays that we have not gotten around to, and I guess we better do it right now or else it's all over and that is we have not yet done the figgy pudding pages well we gotta get to the figgy pudding before it goes bad we've practically been ignoring the pudding pages all year since last year's figgy pudding pages we only did regular pudding pages once all year oh man that is some pretty serious neglect of the pudding pages. Yeah, because we did the figgy pudding pages last December, of course. And then we did pudding pages in April. And now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten light on the pudding this year. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't lean on our Flopcast segments as much as we used to because we just naturally have so many fascinating things to talk about every week. <laughs> I think it's just our rejection of structure that must be it so this is the pudding pages and this is we have these books we have a book called whatever happened to pudding pops which is a book of uh stuff from the 70s and 80s and then we have the, the sequel book the totally sweet 90s about stuff from the 90s and uh, traditionally we pick a page at random we discuss whatever is on that page that's the pudding pages for the holidays we change it to the figgy pudding pages, and whatever page we land on, we, we have to somehow tie it into some festive holiday subject. That's the wacky premise. I do have the supercomputer fired up, ready to go, because uh, we, we have to pick a random page in one of these books, and we do that by going to our Flopcast supercomputer, which has the power to generate a random number, if you can believe such a thing. If the tinsel on it doesn't cause it to completely short out. Yeah, this time of year, the supercomputer is decorated for the holidays, and it's more of a fire hazard than usual. So let's start. If we have time, maybe we can do uh, one of each book, because I do have both books here, and it is the holidays. But uh, let's go to the original Whatever Happened to Pudding Pops book of the 70s and 80s. We are going to page 143. Wonder what that could be. Somewhere right in the middle of the book. Page 143, Cornflake, is Pop Rocks. I have some of those. Right now? You're, you're packing Pop Rocks? I am. Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen Pop Rocks in years, and, and you, you've got them all, evidently. <laughs> I did. What are you doing with all these Pop Rocks? Is it for the holidays? Well, you know, holidays, they involve beverages, and I 
I like weird beverages. And so I thought what fun it would be to line the rims of the glasses I use to make cocktails and stuff with Pop Rocks. Isn't that what everybody wants during the holidays is Pop Rocks on the rims of their glasses? That sounds diabolical. I've never heard of such a thing. Look at you. I eat too many candy canes and I drink too much. You're like the French chef of bizarre (laughs) beverages. Well, you tell me. What else are you going to use them for? (laughs) Well, I mean, when we were kids, we'd get them and we'd just, you know, down the hatch, just chug the the little packet of them and freak out. Fireworks for your esophagus. Yeah, but I have not come across any Pop Rocks in a long, long time. Good to know they're still out there and you've got them. Sometimes you have to go to a specialty candy shop to get them. Yeah. But... I have a supply. You know, uh, at the bottom of the Pop Rocks page in this book, it says, Fun fact, they now have a chocolate-dipped version, plus a candy cane-flavored limited edition for Christmas. (gasps) I need them directly in my mouth. (laughs) Now, this book came out several years ago, so I don't know if that's around anymore. But I love how the book did the work for us. You know, (laughs) we didn't have to find a way to tie this into the holidays. It's right here on the page, candy cane flavored Pop Rocks, and there you are, obsessed with candy canes, and you're packing Pop Rocks. You're halfway there. That is so cool. I didn't think there would be anything interesting to say about Pop Rocks. (laughs) And the fact that candy cane Pop Rocks exist just makes my entire Christmas. That's all I needed. Well, you know they killed the kid from the Life Cereal commercial, right? That's true. And I believe it happened on Christmas morning. Whoa. Also true. Let's assume everything's true. Okay, that is a a, a holiday-themed figgy pudding pages with Pop Rocks. That was almost too easy. Let's go to the 90s book. Oh, that means the 90s are going to be a doozy, right? That's correct. I have the 90s book here, and we're going to get another random number out of this supercomputer. As a reminder, Cornflakes stole this computer from NASA eight years ago. I regret nothing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because look at all the fun we're having. For the uh, 90s book, Cornflake, we are going to page... Oh, very close. Page 142. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and let's see. On page 142, we've landed on the uh, Disney musical Newsies. How the heck do we make that about the holidays? Was that Disney? I think it was Disney. Yes. Yes, it was. It says here it ended up being one of the lowest grossing movies in Disney history. Yeah, it was kind of a flop at the time, as I recall, although uh, people seem to love it. Yeah, it's got its following now. Yeah, I've never seen it. The only cast member I'm aware of is I remember that it has the kid from Doogie Howser in it. Not Doogie, but his Weasley friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's in it. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I remember that. But never seen the movie, but I I know uh, like fans of musicals. And man, I know a lot of people who are way into musicals and uh, they're big fans of Newsies. And it's a bunch of like kids selling newspapers in the Depression. Yeah. Singing and dancing for your amusement. Was this a holiday classic in, in your family? I think this was the sort of movie that played on one of those channels that we just stick on TV because nothing else was on. Really? On Christmas morning, everybody would watch Newsies? If I recall correctly, yeah, yes. Yeah, you, you're, I'm sure you're recalling correctly. It's just I never got through the whole thing because the eggnog always took me out like 10 minutes into the movie. I'm sure this isn't some candy cane-fueled nightmarish vision of yours <laughs> right now. I'm sure this really happened. Every Christmas morning, Cornflake watched Newsies. Let's go with that. Uh, well, Newsies was never part of uh, my Christmas, but for a few years there, 
It was all you had for the holidays, but you made the best of it. Well, there's the figgy pudding pages for another magical year. There you go. Uh, I know we want to keep this one super short today, but I, I did have another thing for you because we, we got to mention uh, that I was on another show this week, another podcast, and, and for a very holiday-themed purpose. I Just this week, I did a show with uh, our friend Kevin Cafferty over on his podcast, you know, his show Gleaming the Tube. That man is a busy dude during the holidays. Busy guy, absolutely. Why, he was here on the Flopcast not long ago. But Kevin's regular show is Gleaming the Tube, and uh, normally it's a show in which they discuss movies that contain skateboarding. That's the premise. And it can be a whole movie all about skateboarding, or it can be a movie where somebody just flies by in the background on a skateboard, They'll make a whole episode out of it, and it's Kevin and Michael. It's a fun show. I listen all the time. But every once in a while, they break format, and they'll do a non-skateboarding-themed episode. And uh, I was honored to uh, join Michael and Kevin this week for a, a special holiday show. They did an episode of Gleaming the Tube called Our Favorite Holiday Specials. You must have been right at home on that episode. Well, yeah, that's kind of my thing. That is your holiday jam. You know how obsessed I am with the old uh, holiday cartoons. Yeah, the, the premise was the three of us each uh, brought our three favorite holiday specials to discuss. Was there any overlap or did you intentionally avoid overlap? No overlap and unintentionally. I think it was just a Christmas miracle. It just worked out that we, we all picked three different things. So we had nine different things on the table, plus a, a few other things as well. My picks, I'll reveal my picks right now. And then if you want to hear me yakking about these shows, go over there and listen. But I wanted to pick something kind of weird and obscure. So I picked A Cosmic Christmas you know, I've, we've talked about that here on the Flopcast, a late 70s uh, Canadian cartoon with the three weird aliens that land on Earth. And uh, we love, uh. love Cosmic Christmas. Of course, uh, Mr. Magoo, you know, is my all-time favorite, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. With Razzleberry dressing. You know it. It was the first. It was the best <laughs> from way back in 1962. And then I wanted to do something from Rankin Bass, so I picked... Uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, which was the one with the mice and the clocks. Oh, yeah. Which kind of gets lost in the shuffle when people think Rankin-Bass, everybody goes to Rudolph or, you know, maybe Frosty or Santa Claus is coming to town, which I love, but don't forget the mice and the clocks nope. <laughs> in, in Twas the Night Before Christmas. Because if you forget... You won't get to let up a little on the wonder why and give your heart a try. <laughs> yes. And uh, Kevin and Michael had some fine picks as well. So we were talking about Emmett Otter, of course, Pee Wee Herman, which I know is a favorite of yours. Yes. Pee Wee comes up. So we covered a lot. Great, great, fun show all about our favorite classic TV Christmas specials that is Gleaming the Tube. We'll have a link to that show, of course. So if you want to keep uh, listening to people yammering on and on about the silly holiday stuff, there you go. Because I think around here, we're, we're keeping it kind of short today because we've got to get ready for our big end of the year wrap-up kind of festivities, which kick off next week. We have our memorial shows coming up soon as well. So a lot to get ready for. This week, I think we can kind of relax, keep it short. I think that's a good idea because, as everyone now knows, I've been on a candy cane bender and I, <laughs> I need to get past this peppermint hangover I have. You can get back to your canes now. 
Go right ahead. You, you were, you've been searching the Arctic for a peppermint mine, just like Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> That's your plan. So, you know, let's uh, just get out of here for now, Cornflake. Wrap up the show. Please find us at Flopcast.net, Facebook.com slash Flopcast, Universadon.com slash at Flopcast on Mastodon, and the underscore Flopcast on Instagram. We're over on Apple Podcasts. That's a great place to leave us a rating and or a review if that's something you'd like to do. Music for the Flopcast is written and performed by the Sponge Awareness Foundation. Sponge Awareness has never provided the music for any sort of uh, Depression-era newspaper delivery-themed musical, and we never will, unless someone uh, you know asks us to and offers $4, and then, we, then we'll probably do it. But until then, Cornflake, thanks for uh, getting through another festive holiday season with me. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Going to wrap up the whole stupid year next week, I think. See you then. Meanwhile, please be safe, be kind, be silly, and we'll see you next week. Peace and cookies. Hey, Joe. Hey, Tony. Do you like ads about podcasts? You know it. How about ads about Doctor Who podcasts? Even better. Well, you're in luck, because this is an ad about a Doctor Who podcast. Wow, I love it. And you'll love us, the Watchathon of Rassilon, a podcast about Doctor Who. I'll buy 12. Actually, it's free. I'll buy 13 then. And now, a very special episode of Turbo Team Saves Christmas. First of all, our dramatis Turbsone. Brett Matthews slash Turbo Teen, a typical 80s teen whose car got caught in a molecular transfer ray, causing him and his car to become one. That's right. That's what the actual cartoon intro said. Patty, his high school friend, a freelance reporter. Alex, Brett's other high school friend, who calls him T.T. Criminal number one, really bad person. Criminal number two, another very bad person. Interior, a mall, the 80s. Another full 16-hour day at the mall, and now I, Brett Matthews, am done with all my Christmas shopping. Correct as always, T.T. Don't call me T.T. in public, Alex. Oh, yeah, your secret identity. I'll use your regular human initials from now on, BM. Excellent. Hey, guys, look at that group of people headed to the video arcade over there. They look like creeps. Let's follow them since I'm the editor of the school newspaper. Hey, that's not the way to the arcade. I thought you said you were a freelance reporter. Well, I kind of am, and I'm also working for extra credit. Newspapers are the future, Alex. Let's follow them down this dark alley. I can see the newspaper headline now, guys. Sweater vest wearing teen arrests crime ring in dark alley single-handedly. With his secret formula, we'll ruin Christmas with an army of unstoppable hot rod sedans and hatchbacks. Ooh, ooh, that's right, boys. The interstates and off-ramps will be ours, all ours. All they have to do is push this button right here to start fueling up our street racing army of very fast sedans and hatchbacks. Don't push that button, you creeps. Ooh, ooh, it's just three punk kids. Push the button anyway, boss. Let's tie them up with ropes first.
You'll need more than ropes, you creeps, because my friend BM has turbo action. Now to begin my incredible transformation from fleshy human being to actual sports car. Oh, my sweet lord. Ooh, ooh, that's disgusting. His ribcage is cracking and stretching out. Ooh, ooh, his hands are turning into rubber tires. What, what is happening to his face? Ooh, ooh, boss, where did that gear shift come from? Uh, I'm gonna be sick. We surrender for the love of all that's holy. Yeah, Christmas is terrific. Let's take them to the police. They're always trustworthy. Yeah, open up my truck and put them inside me. Uh, I have so many questions. Ooh, ooh, all I want for Christmas is a safe jail cell that's not inside a teenager's body. This has been a very special episode of Turbo Team Saves Christmas. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.